I sit alone in my four-cornered room staring at candles. Oh, that shit is on? <laughs> Let me drop some shit like this here. At night I can't sleep, I toss and turn Candlesticks in the dark, visions of bodies being burned Four walls just staring at a nigga I'm paranoid sleeping with my finger on the trigger My mother's always dressing, I ain't living right But I ain't going out without a fight See every time my eyes close, I start sweating and blood Hey guys, coming out my nose. it's uh, been a very interesting last few days I'll make this one brief but uh, I just feel compelled to reach out there and uh, talk to you guys. We've officially entered a Black Mirror reality. <laughs> and um, I think you guys all know what I mean. First of all, Happy New Year. Uh, this is a hell of a way to start off 2021, especially after 2020 being such a drag and such a total grind for everyone just to get through. And uh, yeah, I just uh, want to hope everyone's doing well and that uh, this is a very interesting time that we've uh, been been involved with. And I'm speaking directly to the last few days, uh, the riot and attack on the Capitol that happened earlier this week and uh, just the dangerous and irresponsible behavior by the current president, Donald Trump and there shouldn't be any controversy over whether or not this guy is unfit to remain as uh, commander in chief of this country. And uh, we need to get rid of this dude. And um, I think everyone pretty much can agree with me on that. At least, at least if you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming you're not one of these redneck jackasses who's storming the Capitol, uh, you know, promoting this false idea that somehow the election was stolen from Trump. But uh, anyway, yeah, Wednesday, I, uh, you know, I'm working at home like most other people. And um, I was interested in the certification debate. So I had that a news feed up in, uh, in the background listening, uh, the New York Times news feed. And I'm doing my job, listening to the news, decided to take a coffee break. So I made myself some coffee, pulled up the video. And uh, at, on the New York Times uh, news feed, they run a video on the left-hand side, and there's the Twitter feed on the right-hand side. And, uh, you know, people commenting on what's going on, um, you know, the, the action between uh, the Republicans and Democrats, all that kind of stuff. And then someone posted a video of what was going on on the streets outside of the Capitol. And they, I see a bunch of... Uh, Dudes wearing red hats, uh, raising hell on the streets and clashes with what appear to be police officers. And I'm like, damn. Uh, some friends of mine, we, we had a, a Zoom call last weekend and uh, asking, you know, we asked each other, do you think anything's going to happen on Wednesday? And, you know, I, I knew that there's an empowered minority of extreme right wing people out there that believe Donald Trump should still be president and that. They're um, completely showing disregard for the law, the you know the rules and regulations of democracy, and uh, they want Nazi Germany. Basically, <laughs> they want to have a totalitarian uh, regime running the country um, instead of a democracy and a republic uh, that 
was, you know, the, the, this experiment of the United States has been operating like this for over 200 years. So I don't know. It's very upsetting. But I still didn't think. I thought there'd be some, some people out in the streets. I thought there'd be, you know, some demonstrations, people waving flags, you know, wearing their MAGA hats, uh, you know, chanting slogans, things like that. Um, but I just couldn't believe what I saw unfolding. Um, I, I, the debate was shut down and they had breached the steps of the Capitol and were entering the building. And I was like, I cannot, I couldn't believe this was happening. I couldn't believe that everyone was so completely unprepared for something like this, especially since uh, Trump had been saying that, hey, I'm not going to go quietly into the night. I believe we were, you know, this was stolen. I'm calling all of my supporters to arms. I'm going to lead you on this march on the Capitol building. So, of course, he was uh, conspicuously absent from uh, the storming of the Capitol. And I just couldn't believe it came down to this. My first impressions were the police had to have been in on this. There had to have been some high-level misdirection as to what types of resources would be available on the day of the debate to ensure security of, uh, you know, of, of the, the people involved in this thing, everyone, not, not just the politicians, but the staff and you know, people uh, working there, all that. So everyone was in danger. That was the first thing I, did, I you know, came to mind. And then as I scanned the crowd, I noticed another conspicuous lack of flavor. Everyone was white. And I was like, damn, of course, you know, this is, this is what, what meth addicted, opiate addicted, out of work, uh, mental midgets who believe in white supremacy because on an individual basis, their lives are completely fucking meaningless and they lack the necessary skills or character to further their own personal lives. So they have to rely on racial politics, uh, white supremacy, and trying to drag down anyone that's different from them because they have failed to progress in their own lives. So that's the mentality that Donald Trump appeals to, in my opinion. And I think it's fact, actually. It's not just an opinion these days. So I was thinking, like, and this is, I was watching this all as it happened in real time. Um, you know, a lot of people have come forward and, and said a lot of the same things that I'm about to say, so I don't feel like I'm really delivering any message, but I, I immediately thought back to the uh, protests over the summer and, um, you know, the brutality, uh, Trump stepping up about the Black Lives Matter protests, that when the looting starts, the shooting starts, you know, one of his uh, lowbrow one-liners that uh, he probably didn't even think that of himself either. He probably had one of his uh, honky henchmen come up with that. And uh, I was like, wow, this guy really is going to start shooting American citizens. Uh, you know, there, that was it, immediately escalating to this uh, level of violence. And the Capitol building, 
you know, symbolically as well as functionally one in the same with the identity of this country. It's like a, a, a crucial aspect to our country, symbolically and functionally, just in the operations of democracy, attacked by a bunch of rednecks, and they were not dealt with in this, a fraction of the severity that the protesters over the summer were dealt with. And I found that to be appalling, and, and I was like, couldn't believe it. If black people had been involved in, uh, in, the, in this attack, there'd be uh, body bags, you know? They, they were, there would be dead people, uh, body bags, being uh, shoveled into trucks for mass burials. That's what would have happened if, if, if people of color had, had pull, tried to pull something like this off. This 100% white uh, contingency were allowed to enter the Capitol building, roam around this seat of our government, defecate on statues, steal mail, take selfies, all under the direction of Donald Trump. And it's clear. Joe Biden, who everyone has criticized as being a guy who can't speak in public, uh, who's had problems, uh, you know, cognitively, went on live television and I thought he delivered uh, a great speech. I thought that he really was eloquent and, um, you know, clear and delivered a clear message. After all of this violence had happened, uh, Trump doesn't go on live television. He records uh, some sketchy like iPhone um, you know, video of him talking and puts it on Twitter. You know, luckily, his Twitter account has been, I guess it's at this stage of the game, his Twitter and Facebook have been permanently shut down. Um, first, not, not telling people to go home. Not saying, uh, you know, we got to stop the violence. We have to, you know, we have to conduct ourselves like citizens, like fellow countrymen and, and stop the violence and go home and, and stop desecrating uh, the seat of our government. The first thing he says is that uh, is about attacking Mike Pence, basically, and how the election was stolen. And that doesn't, you know, weakness, like all this other stuff. And then he says, oh, by the way, you guys should go home. And the most alarming statement of that message was, I love you. You are special people. And I'm like, what the fuck world are we living in? It's an episode of the Black Mirror. And uh, yeah, this is like I said, I experienced this all from the comfort of my own home in front of my computer um, in real time as it all unfolded. And it's an important part of our history, man. This is an important moment. This is a make or break situation in our in the future of our country. I mean, as it stands right now, uh, this these fringe organizations uh, are empowered. You know, they have successfully uh, completed their mission, albeit a very well a very under under planned mission. Once they got into the Capitol, they had no idea what the fuck they were doing. Um, so it just, it just, I think that's an indication that there is a hidden hand guiding these, uh, these mental midgets forward. And that obviously has to be Donald Trump. 
because they were repeating slogans that they were repeating basically everything he said. Now, the fracturing of our culture and our society is at a fever pitch right now. And, um, you know, I mean, for the last four years, I've had this growing uh, distrust of people who are Republicans who voted for, for Donald Trump. And, and, I mean, in prior years, I have to say that I really didn't give a fuck about politics. I mean, I, I consider myself a progressive. Uh, you know, I, I've registered as Democrat. Um, you know, I've, I've voted, uh, I've even voted in local politics, but I was never someone who would feel such animosity towards someone who was a quote unquote Republican until these last four years. You know, at first I was, you know, we had the election back in 2016. We were on tour. Uh, we were playing in Georgia. And I remember after our set, it was pretty much a lock that Trump had won. And there was like a very heavy vibe in the in the uh, in the club, and even you know the guys in the band, everyone was bummed out. And uh, I just remember, man, what a complete failure! That basically some guy off the street can walk in with no experience as a politician, and not even an impressive uh, record in it as a career businessman, reality TV star, uh, you know, reprehensible characteristics um also which a lot of people i'm not sure even aware of prior to his election he reposted a bunch of uh neo-nazi uh you know stuff on his twitter and facebook accounts his father was also a uh a member of the kkk and this is the guy that people decided to put their uh, backing behind you know, and I understand that there is, you know, the, the environment, I mean, you know, the right wing was disenfranchised by uh, President Obama. Um, you know, there were people out there like that felt uh, that they needed a guy like Trump for some reason to, quote unquote, drain the swamp. And maybe he appealed to this kind of, uh, you know, tough guy, uh, take no shit, you know, facade. This might be something that these people responded to even though it was all just like a work, like all very much just a facade that this guy was putting on, a mask. I just remember the next morning getting up at the the Red Roof Inn, (laughs) going downstairs and getting my uh, mediocre cup of coffee and, you know, just seeing like a bunch of uh, people of color around me and wondering how they felt about all this. And as we got in the van and drove away, I was like thinking to myself, I was like, man, Something awful is going to happen in the next four years. And sure enough, something awful did happen. At first, I attributed that to, um, you know, the, the pandemic was the first thing. And, and not for nothing, you know, it's not like Donald Trump, at least not to my knowledge, was responsible for the global pandemic. But I thought that the Financial, you know, fall, that, that's something that he was responsible for. Um, the lack of management, the thousands of people that lost their lives because of his uh, lack of management. And I mean, remember, remember now, initially, he claimed that this pandemic was a, was a Democrat hoax, you know. So let's, let's not forget that either. 
And I thought that was bad enough. I'm like, yeah, here's the terrible thing that happens. You know, people are going to see that this guy was a fake. He didn't know what the hell he was doing. He's like responsible for deaths. He has no idea about the Constitution. He has no idea about any of these things that a politician should know about. A president of the United States should for sure understand the Constitution. And even though I'm very critical of, the, of our government, I am not one of these like uh, flag-waving type people, I do believe in the Constitution. I think that that is the one successful thing that the United States has been able to do is develop a constitution that has lasted all these years and is able to be amended. And uh, I believe in that, you know, this guy has, this guy probably doesn't even know how to spell constitution, let alone be familiar with the workings of it. So anyway, um, now we have our, our tragedy in the final days of his reign of terror that one terrible thing that I had thought about that I had been meditating on for the last four years has finally come to pass. And uh, it's manifested itself as a essentially a domestic terrorist activity in an attempt to derail democracy. And apparently I just read today that the end game of this uh, conspiracy is was to murder Mike Pence, <laughs> which... Is fucking bizarre. This is like some third world nation. I mean, they've said it before in the news, like Banana Republic, like coup d'etat, like style shit that's been going on. And uh, I think in the coming days, the plot's going to thicken. And uh, if you take an overall aerial view of this, there was intel that was uh, given to these guys. They knew where certain offices were located. Uh you know, I, I think that there's like some in, incredibly treasonous activity that's been going on. And, you know, the death toll's rising. People are losing, losing their lives. A police officer pa- passed away as a result of his, um, you know, his wounds that he received, his head trauma. You know, as the protesters were, were killed. And, you know, the first to die was this woman. And, uh, you know, it's terrible. However... The way the media handle this thing, they're showing, oh, she's a veteran. There's these pictures of her smiling, happy citizen. Uh, No. This person was a traitorous domestic terrorist who showed up on Wednesday with the intent of storming the Capitol and carrying out some plan that was masterminded by Donald Trump to commit some kind of crime, which, you know, who knows what the end game really was. Murder of Mike. All right, there you go. The murder of Mike Pence. So she's an accomplice to attempted murder. So the fact that she fell is of no consequence to me. I think that that is exactly what you put on the line if you're going to do these types of things. You know, not she's not a hero. She's not. I mean, I'm sure that these fringe rednecks look at her as some sort of uh, freedom fighter. But then in reality, I don't believe she is. There's no freedom to be fought for. You know, I mean, you know, the lies that these people actually believe are are lies. And that's the differential between what happened on Wednesday and the, and the process over the summer. The police brutality, the murders, the police murders of the murder of innocent people 
the uh, erosion of uh, rights, you know, and just the movement of Black Lives Matter had to do with, I mean, I'm, I'm going to use this term in its true meaning, social justice, you know, and uh, this action on Wednesday has absolutely nothing to do with social justice or equality or rights or anything. It has to do with sour grapes by an incredibly weak man named Donald Trump and the ignorance of the people that follow him to carry out some fucking plan that is one of the most un-American activities in the history of our country. And you know, I'm, glad that, I'm glad they're finding these people. I'm glad that they're collecting them up. And I believe they should be tried as terrorists. You know, Part of me believes that those original initial people that were arrested probably disappeared into the bowels of Guantanamo Bay and were being waterboarded uh, for, for information. Uh, I hope that's what happened to them. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's so surreal seeing something like that. And, uh, yeah, I just felt compelled. I mean, I'm not, I got, I know that I'm not giving you guys any kind of like deep insights into anything or whatever, but it's just, I guess, frustration and, um, fear possibly, uh, you know, real anxiety about what the next couple of weeks are going to be like. And I hope that Donald Trump is brought to justice, man. I, th I hope that he ends up in jail. I hope that something, that actual, a consequence that's equal to the actions that he's done are, are bestowed upon him. I hope that, you know, some, something, there's actual justice. And I think that that's, uh, that's what we as Americans deserve. We've had to live through this for the last four years. We have to deal with this guy. We have to live under his ignorant fucking rule. And his, he needs to, you know, the, the fucking pay the piper, man, in my opinion. So, yeah, and also just the feelings of division. You know, I mean, I, I live in New Jersey and... uh you know, it's it's a democratic state, but there's a strong Donald Trump right wing contingency here. You know, there's a there's a, on the way to the gym, I drive through Woodbridge, and there's a guy who's flying Trump flags. You know, and it's um, on the way back from the practice space, man. It's like I, I drive up Route 35, and like I look to my left, and there's like Trump, you know, flags, Trump 2020. Keep America great, you know? <laughs> and uh, it just makes me uncomfortable and really, I guess, feel sad in some ways, too, that people can be fucking tricked, you know? And I thought it was obvious that this guy was a fucking total charlatan, you know? And, um, but I also find myself being incredibly angry and like I was in Seven Eleven last night down in uh, in Keyport, and um, I was on my way to the practice space, and uh, I stopped in there to get some water. And you know, there's like some construction style guy with like his uh, you know pickup truck set up and everything. And I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, I wonder if this fucking guy supports this shit. 
I wonder if, you know, he voted for Donald Trump. I wonder if he has some of these fucked up, like, right-wing, like, ideas. And I just remember I was sitting in my car, and I was, like, looking at this guy getting in his truck, and I was like, hey, maybe I should follow this guy to his house and just beat the fuck out of him. You know, light his fucking truck on fire. You know? Smash the windows of his house. And I'm like, man, that's the wrong mindset to have because that's just feeding the whole... That's the, playing into exactly what a guy like Donald Trump wants us to feel. This division. This us and them mentality. So it's been hard, but I've been like curtailing a lot of these feelings. Um, I do believe that the people that invaded the Capitol are different people than your run-of-the-mill Republican. Surely the Republicans are fucking fractured by like, I mean, there's, you know, they're in complete disarray right now. But even if you voted for Trump, I don't, you know, I, I tend to think you're a fucking idiot, number one. You know, and, that, and, and I have family members that voted for him. So I extend that to them, too. It makes me doubt whether or not they're competent to even drive a fucking car. But do I think that you're a terrorist because you voted for Donald Trump? Not necessarily. You know, I've been watching a lot of this footage and it's definitely come out that some of these people were members of extreme white power organization, neo-fascists, um, you know, neo-Nazis like that, that fool with the horned uh, helmet and the no shirt. Like there's, he had that, the Valknut symbol tattooed on his chest. And that's like, yeah, that's a, that's a Nazi. It's not an in and of itself. It's not a Nazi symbol. It's a, a symbol that the Nazis stole from pagan Europe. But, you know, neo-fascists use that symbol. This dude has this tattooed on his ribcage along with the Thor's hammer, which is another symbol that neo-Nazis stole from pagan Europe. But, um, you know, the guy that was at Pelosi's desk, you know, he was connected to some uh, far-right uh, neo-fascist, neo-Nazi organization. So, yeah, it's, um, hey, Shake hands with your, uh, your, your brethren, everyone who voted, to, uh, voted, for, voted for Donald Trump. You know, it's like you've decided you to place yourself next to these scumbags. And uh, good for you. You guys uh, very much, uh, ex- you know, executed some really top-notch um, judgment. So I hope you guys are all proud. And, um, hey, you can say what you want about the Democrats. I voted Democrat. I am registered as a Democrat. I consider myself uh, progressive. Um, you know, I'm a reasonable person. But at least I would really like to know what percentage of Democrats believe the earth is flat versus the percentage of Republicans that believe the earth is flat. So that's just a metric that I'd like to use to measure intelligence. So thanks for listening, man. I um, There's going to be some... Uh, really interesting times ahead of us and I hope we can all make it through in one piece and everyone's got their uh, their mental health in mind and are, are at least trying to sometimes you just got to take a pause man and take a breath and just you know fucking move on man but I believe that 2021 we're going to be getting out of this stuff and we're going to come out the other side of this thing better but uh, before I leave um, we'll talk about some fun shit uh <laughs> Uh, any, any, you know, thanks for you guys for listening to the, uh, the Boston musings about, uh, Sam Black Church and, and Tree. And, uh, 
Yeah, I've gotten messages that some of you people have um, checked those bands out, checked out Sand Black Church, and uh, that there's that documentary out there, which I, I have to check out about SBC. And uh, Mark, uh, our manager, um, Toombs's manager, uh, provided some information about Sand Black Church and Tree that there was major label interest in both of those bands. And uh, for various reasons, um, it just wasn't able to materialize for them. One band, Tree, it was their own fault <laughs> that they ended up not getting signed to a major label and at least having a, a shot at a career as like a, a major act. But in the case of Sam Black Church, it had to do with complications with uh, Tang Records, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, I mean, I guess... I guess during that phase of the 90s, uh, I'll use Helmet, for example. I know that uh, Amphetamine Reptile received like a sizable uh, sum of money to free Helmet from whatever obligation they had with, uh, with Sam Black for, for Helmet so that they could sign to Interscope. And uh, from what I was able to piece together, it seems that um, you know, uh, Curtis over at Tang Records was expecting the same kind of payout for Sam Black Church, and that's why they weren't able to um, have that opportunity materialize for them. And I find that to be very unfortunate, man, because I really think that that they could have, you know, they could have rode a few, a nice few years of of doing great things nationally and internationally, and they they could have been a band that a lot of fans would have uh, gotten into. They they could have been out there tearing it up across the globe, you know making records and doing great tours and festivals and all this other stuff. But everything happens for a reason in this life, I guess. Also, I'm not going to speak too much about it now, but um, over the next month or so, uh, there'll be a lot more activity on this, uh, this feed and uh, less activity on another feed. And um, we'll just leave it at that. And, uh, Things are going to get a little bit more interesting over here. I'm hoping you guys stick around. And um, I thank everyone who has continued to listen to Everything Went Black. Um, you know, Metal Matters has taken up quite a bit of my time. Uh, and a lot of the content I produce at that particular outlet uh, would probably be equally as valid over here. So, uh, so we'll see how things play out. Anyway, everyone, hang in there. And hopefully we come out the other side of this thing together. And I wish everyone uh, a good day. Take care.